0: So today, continuing a reflection on what the Buddha's teachings on mindfulness have to say about being mindful of the hindrances. This is continuing the exploration of the four foundations of mindfulness. And the hindrances are found in the fourth foundation. The hindrances are a set of um, mind states that tend to get in the way of the mind settling. The main definitions of, in terms of hindrances, what the hindrances hinder is the state of concentration. So the, uh, the qualities of the hindrances, sense, desire, wanting to kind of reach out to have pleasant things around us, ill will wanting to get rid of unpleasant things that not liking what's here sloth and torpor sleepiness restlessness and worry and doubt these uh, are states of mind that get in the way of the mind settling into being present in the present moment and staying connected concentration can be understood in two different ways it can be understood as a settling of the mind with one particular experience such as the breath or it can be understood as simply the settling of mind into awareness into being present without being pulled out into reactivity and so um, Aware, We can have that kind of concentration in our daily lives or in a kind of a meditation that is noticing changing experience. And so these hindrances are states of mind that will tend to catch us, they'll tend to uh, pull us out of being present, being here, being aware in the moment. So they hinder that stability of awareness. Whether with one particular experience or, or just stable with whatever is arising. Not reactive. Able to be have some balance of mind around whatever is arising. So the instructions in the fourth foundation around the hindrances are potentially a little bit different than what we typically speak about when we talk about working with the hindrances. When we talk about working with the hindrances, often we speak about, you know, first of all, getting familiar with them, you know, how they affect the body, um, you know, to, to, to turn our attention to the hindrances, or potentially to use some antidotes to turn our attention away from What is, um, if we're caught in a hindrance, for instance, if we're caught in some kind of reactivity, sometimes turning our attention away, redirecting the attention to something a little more stable or a little bit easier to be with, sometimes that's that's an exploration. Sometimes we talk about the antidotes to the hindrances. In the Satipatthana Sutta, the first instruction we talked about last week, recognizing the presence and absence of the hindrances. And this is, this. in speaking about this last week, I did bring in, you know, that essentially recognizing the presence and, uh, and absence of these states of mind does use the other foundations of mindfulness. And so familiarity with how, what is the presence of a hindrance? You know, what is the presence of ill will? The presence of ill will will manifest in the body, and so aware of the foundation of body while noticing the presence of the hindrance, aware of how it affects the mind, the the greed, the aversion, the delusion in the mind, the the third foundation, aware of the feeling tone, pleasant, unpleasant. And so the, the awareness of the presence of the hindrance kind of connects us back with the First three foundations of mindfulness, aware of body, feelings, and mind states. It also, I think, begins to help us to recognize, I, mean, I think implicit in this, it's not explicit in the in the in the third foundation, in the fourth foundation around the hindrances. Implicit in this is beginning to recognize when a hindrance is present when we can be mindful of it simply aware this is what's arising ill will is arising in the mind when ill will is arising one is aware ill will is arising when that awareness of presence is possible without being caught by it this is important this is an important distinction If we are not able to uh, to simply recognize it as a phenomenon, just like, oh, this is what it's like to be a human being experiencing ill will or sense desire. Then it may be uh, it may be useful to use some of those antidotes. To redirect the attention, or to more closely turn to direct the attention to how that hindrance is affecting the body. To turn, uh, particularly, an instruction we often use is turn the attention out of the world of thoughts. Thoughts are often a you know a big part of these hindrances. The thoughts about who did what and why and where and how and and all of those thoughts can tend to catch the mind and just tend to fuel the hindrance. And so implicit, I think, in noticing the presence of the hindrance in this fourth foundation is knowing when we can be aware of that. When there is that possibility to not be caught by it. When we can simply be aware of it, I did mention this last time, but I think it bears repeating. When we can know sloth and torpor is arising in the mind, this is the human experience of, of having dullness and sleepiness in the mind. When that is possible, when the mind can know that, that state of mind, the sloth and torpor, is no longer a hindrance. The hindrance is when it's taking us out of that capacity to have the stable awareness. When we can establish the mindfulness with that experience, the very experience of the hindrance is the um, the 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 ground out of which that mindfulness that capacity to to be aware strengthens kind of like compost you know the uh, what we think of as yucky stuff you know smelly garbage thrown on the ground you know rotting you know rotting stuff and and yet it it transforms through um The process of decay, it transforms into something that's nourishing for something to grow through it. And very similarly, those qualities of the hindrances, when the mindfulness can meet them, when we can know this is the hindrance present in the mind, it's no longer functioning as a hindrance, it's functioning as nourishment for mindfulness. So that's a really important distinction to become aware of when we can be aware of it and when it's not possible to be aware of it. And then the flip side, which we also talked about last week, the the absence of the hindrance, this one um, uh, I think really supports both of these, recognizing both of these really supports the remaining instructions in the uh, the, the fourth foundation for the hindrances but when we so when we start to recognize what it's like for a hindrance to be here what what it's what the body's like the tension that it creates the mental tension that it creates we then begin to recognize what it's like when that's not there so we get very clear about the absence of the hindrance Uh, The more familiar we get with what it is for the hindrance to be there, the more clear we can be when it's not there. Now, we don't always tend to recognize what's not present. And so this can take a little bit of a a different kind of um, attention in the mind. It it first can, can be more of a reflection almost of like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm not reacting with the kind of habitual reaction I would normally have in this situation. We might notice that we typically would be frustrated in a particular situation, that form of ill will, perhaps, uh, or a form of frustrated sense desire could be connected with either ill will or sense desire. Um, And then, um, um, I lost my train of thought. It was, good. it was trying to connect with the absence of, but I lost how it was going to connect with that. Um, so as we get familiar with what it's like for the, um, that experience to be there, you know, we might, oh, I remember, we might recognize in this particular situation, I, I tended, it, it was habitual to get kind of frustrated, but I'm not experiencing that. And so we, we can recognize or kind of uh, realize that our mind is not responding in the way we're used to it responding. So that, recognizing that that is not there. It's not present. And partly because we're so familiar with what it is when it is there, we can much more clearly know, yeah, it's not here. It's not happening. It's not present as we get familiar with the presence and absence and I think in particular as we as we do kind of land a little bit more fully in knowing that a hindrance is not there in a moment sometimes what we might get to see as we land and recognize oh that's not there right now we might then begin to touch into or recognize what it is what happens or when the hindrance begins to come into being when it arises the beginning not just that it's there you know that's the presence that we kind of recognize it's been ongoing and it's like we kind of wake up into it it's like oh yeah i'm waking up into anger or frustration or You know, I'm waking up into wanting something or wanting to get rid of something or I'm waking up into the mind just being scattered. We haven't seen it arise. We come come into the awareness and we recognize it because we've been getting familiar with the presence and the absence. As we begin to get more familiar with the absence, we get that flavor of, oh, this is what it's like for it not to be here we can start to see like the beginning the the beginnings of that quality just beginning to take root the mind starting for instance to move into agitation from a place of calm so this is the this is the 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 next instruction in the satipatthana again it's not about so much looking at you know how do we navigate how do we navigate um, um Antidotes for the hindrances, you know, a lot of the instructions that uh, we learn around the hindrances is taking care of the fact that they are hindering the mind. If they are hindering the mind, if they're in the way, if we can't be mindful of them with this kind of clear uh, recognition of this is what's arising in the mind, then those kind of instructions are useful, bringing in some um, some other things to to navigate the hindrances, but the fourth foundation, the instructions really talk about noticing that it's present, noticing that it's absent, and then noticing conditionality around the hindrance. What makes it arise? That's the next one. What are the conditions? Noticing the arising of the hindrance. Noticing how the the hindrance can pass away. That's the next one so I'll talk about those two a little bit right now so noticing when the hindrance arises this takes some continuity of mindfulness to see this that that we kind of are present aware of that there's not a hindrance or or that maybe we're not so aware that there's not a hindrance but there's the the kind of um The feeling that happens, we've gotten so familiar with the feeling of the presence of the hindrance that it's like we taste just the beginning flavors of that, of that hindrance. Not its full-blown experience, but, you know, just kind of like the beginning movement of the mind in that direction. So we we might begin to to see how it just begins, how that hindrance just begins to, to take shape. When we can begin to to see how a hindrance is beginning or that a hindrance is beginning to arise, we might then recognize, too, what are some of the conditions that are contributing to that hindrance arising. So, for instance, you know, we might with, um, with ill will, flavors of ill will, anger, for instance, um, you know, the, the obvious kind of triggers for for anger or the obvious kind of conditions for which anger to arise is like the, the first one is often, you know, something unpleasant, you know, that we don't like or, you know, it could be it, uh, it could be um, somebody doing or saying something that um, that we disagree with or um, so, so, you know, lots of lots of things that can happen in the world that we might take as triggers and usually those triggers with the root re- with respect to ill will usually those triggers are experienced as unpleasant and so there's that that quality the unpleasantness arising tends to um, contribute tend to be a condition in which that anger kind of grows but but unpleasantness alone is not sufficient for anger to arise thank goodness actually (laughs) you know it's a we 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 often feel like you know we are haphazardly kind of um, jerked around by stuff happening in the world but there's something else going on in our own minds that hooks into that unpleasantness that creates the arising of the, uh, the reactivity of the, of the anger. And that other thing that's arising is usually, at the, deepest, at the deeper levels, it's some kind of belief it's a belief there's some kind of view going on in there some idea it shouldn't be like this people shouldn't do that kind of thing or you know the world shouldn't be this way or or something you know so there's there's a belief in there that is kind of connecting to that unpleasant experience and those two things together Tend to move in the direction of that kind of reactivity, that ill will. So the um, the seeing of that experience, as we begin to see the arising of the hindrance, see it kind of coming into being, and are curious. So this this the the continuity of the mindfulness to see that something's arising. Um, Um, can allow us to that to also see these conditions and those conditions you know the 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 mind then begins to understand how it gets into that state how it gets into that place of reactivity having spent some time perhaps noticing the presence noticing the absence of that kind of reactivity or that kind of state of mind any one of these hindrances noticing the presence noticing the absence noticing the presence noticing the absence the mind begins to understand through that process presence of hindrance when the mind is is caught in it you know that kind of that that experience of the caught in the hindrance Waking up into the hindrance and seeing oh this is what it's like we begin to understand that the caught in the hindrance is painful it's suffering Seeing presence of hindrance caught in hindrance painful seeing the absence of the hindrance non hindrance Well-being more experience of ease of peace and so the the experience of noticing the presence and absence begins to give the mind an education in a way around that the hindrances being present, keep them mind from that kind of well-being. And so as we see the arising of the hindrance, as we, as we start to see the, the, it coming into being, and this, this happens again through more continuity, through more capacity, it's not so much that we can try to hold our minds in place and say, okay, I'm going to see the arising of a hindrance. It's more that the, the mindfulness over time begins to get more available. And with this curiosity around, what are these hindrances about anyway? How do they affect me? What's going on in there? With that curiosity, there's, um, the, the mind then begins to, to notice the, the arising. And as it notices the arising, and be, maybe begins to understand some of the conditions, some, some conditions external, some the world, what's happening in the world, but a lot of what is contributing to that arising of the hindrance is something going on in our experience. Habitual patterns, beliefs in the mind. And as our, as, as our minds see that the, contrib- the contribution that our own minds are making, to the suffering of that hindrance. That creates a learning. That that gives the mind an education that is kind of startling. At least for me, it was startling. You know, one of the beliefs I saw around anger, I've mentioned this I think a number of times, but one of the beliefs I saw around anger was, you know, this is going to make the other person miserable. this is going to make them feel really bad i mean not not to mention that you know when i saw that it's kind of like wow you know actually i want to make the other person feel bad is that really true i mean i you know maybe there is some truth in there but but that was a little humbling to see that but the thing that had really been missed was that it was making me feel bad making me feel really bad (laughs) And so that education, you know, that seeing, that understanding, that belief, it's kind of like, yeah, I th- I'm, I'm thinking it's going to make somebody else feel miserable, but it's making me feel miserable. That understanding was quite powerful. And then at some point later, seeing the mind moving in the direction of anger, that uh that understanding that had happened earlier that understanding of that way is going to be miserable for this being the mind began to let it go and so seeing these this conditionality around the hindrances seeing how it comes to be um, this supports our natural process the natural way our Human system wants to move in the direction of well-being, wants to let go of being miserable, actually. Uh The process of seeing the hindrances arise and seeing them pass away, also as we see them pass away, we feel that release from the suffering of the hindrance. Seeing that the mind will more naturally move in the direction of letting go of the hindrances. And so the process described in the in the Satipatthana Sutta around noticing the conditionality is essentially pointing us to get familiar with how our minds are when the hindrances are there, when they're not there, and then... Seeing the, seeing the mind move in the direction of the hindrance, it will naturally begin to let it go. Seeing the mind releasing the hindrance, it feels that ease and peace that comes with the letting go of that hindrance. That's the next one. Noticing the factors that support the letting go of the hindrance. So the first the first piece of like noticing what creates the arising of the hindrances, that's really the, the kind of the investigation or the kind of the being with the experience as it happens. We start to see what's going on externally, what's going on internally, How is our own mind contributing to this? In terms of noticing the uh, the factors that support um, the letting go of the hindrance, there's a couple of pieces here that we can see too. Um, often, you know, often we, we talk about some of the things that help us to let go of the hindrance in terms of those um, uh, antidotes to the hindrances, like um, you can take your attention out of the thinking, for instance, because we, we start to see that when we are caught in the thinking, that's a factor that creates, tends to generate the arising of the hindrance when the mind is caught in the thinking tends to generate the arising of the hindrance and so a factor that may support the letting go of the hindrance is we could take the attention out of the thoughts direct them to something else. It might be just the bodily experience of the hindrance itself or it might be turning the attention to something else entirely. That is a factor that would support the mind to let go of the hindrance. We can also see Though that simple that that um, capacity I talked about earlier, recognizing when we can be mindful of the hindrance, when we can be aware, oh, sloth and torpor is arising, that that it is no longer functioning as a hindrance, and we can start to see that with that kind of mindfulness the uh, the hindrance tends to kind of self-release we can say sometimes we've I think many of you have noticed that when when you're attending to something challenging or a reactive kind of emotion and are able to just need it not fight it not push it away not try to fix it not try to change it but just like yeah this is what it's like to be frustrated not having you know having an allowing attitude not with any agenda but just aware of it what tends to happen is the momentum of that reactivity weakens that is a condition that kind of mindfulness is a condition that leads to the letting go of that hindrance it's a natural letting go it's not anything we're doing it's more like the the mindfulness and the wisdom allow the hindrance to let go of itself so it's not something it's not something we're doing it's, it, it and 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 in that experience really of of um, watching a hindrance release sometimes it releases slowly sometimes we see them release slowly and before it's completely gone our attention kind of gets drawn to something else because it's no longer so entranced by that kind of state of mind so that can happen you know that the that there's kind of so there's a weakening of the hindrance and then at some point something else more interesting like the sound of the barking dog next door and the mind just goes to that or the refrigerator goes on and the intention goes there you know who knows something something else might arise and so we might not actually see the hindrance disappear but we felt perhaps it weakened we felt it weakening we felt it letting go but there are times when that kind of mindfulness that can be with the hindrance can see when that hindrance actually goes away we we feel we feel the release from that hindrance that too is a very powerful experience at least for me especially with certain kinds of of the hindrances to see how with wanting for instance you know the mind caught by wanting something and then watching seeing you know how the mind was hooked to wanting to look at somebody wanting to this was on a retreat a long retreat wanting to see who they were who the person was really hooked to that a lot of tension around that but able to see it able to feel into that tension and then noticing you know when the person disappeared from view they went in inside the door I was walking outside the person went inside the building that wanting vanished instantly it was a very powerful experience going from the presence of the hindrance to the absence of the hindrance and seeing how it went from one to the other and a very clear learning about the difference between the suffering that's there when the hindrance is present and the release from that suffering when the hindrance goes away that's a that's a powerful um, uh, learning because, again, you know, it, it, the, the mind really understands there that the mind lets that go. You know, that, that I could have, the mind could have decided to try to follow the person into the building. You know, I, I saw that, that the mind let go of that. And it was the wanting, the release from the wanting that uh, it was the mind that wanted where the tension was. It wasn't the not being able to know who the person was, where the tension was. That was another learning that happened there. You know, that the suffering was really around the wanting, not about what I thought I needed to know. So there's a lot of learning that happens as we kind of are curious about the hindrances. And that's my my, my main kind of interest in, in this. A talk is to is to kind of inspire a curiosity around these uh, states of mind to kind of explore what their presence their absence and how they come into being and how they fall apart for me in that curiosity and that learning you know as as the mind got curious about that there was so much learning that happened naturally and so much release there was a there was a a seeing an understanding actually of how the practice was supporting the mind to move in the direction of ease. So that it was there, there, there was a real clear sense of, of learning of the value of the practice that really inspired more interest in the practice and seeing, seeing how, you know how the mind could let go of something that had been so habitually sticky that 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 experience of the mind letting go of something that had been so habitually sticky that wow it's actually possible for the mind to let that go and again i didn't let it go the 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 you know the the seeing of the hindrance arising the movement in the direction of it the understanding that that way was going to be suffering, that was going to to lead to suffering. The mind understood that, that, I understood that the mind let it go, that I didn't do it, that it was the wisdom that developed through the weeks and months that I'd been practicing that allowed that release. And so that created more interest in practicing so that curiosity is really powerful and if we have the capacity again i think this is what this is all founded on this kind of exploration is based on knowing when we have the capacity to be with it and when we are too caught by it when the when it's like the the power of the hindrance is stronger than our capacity to be with it when the power of the hindrance is stronger than our capacity to be with it All of the other teachings around the hindrances. Turn your attention away from the hindrance. Bring metta into the mind. Whatever supports you, that's useful. But if there is that capacity, that curiosity will be so valuable for how the mind can free itself from those reactive patterns. I want to leave a little bit of time for questions so I won't get to the last one today. The The last one of the five instructions in the, in the um, section on the hindrances. I'll just tell you what it is and then we'll talk about it next time. Uh, the last one is noticing the non-arising of a hindrance. That one, it's in the terrain of noticing the absence, but it's Noticing that it is not arising, so so that one, I think there's a little bit more to unpack there, more more time than I really feel like I have right now. so So we'll talk about that next time. And I'm curious. Any comments or questions about about this exploration of looking at the conditionality around around the hindrances. Jan, yeah.
1: You know, I, I I became aware in a in a movement meditation on Sunday that I was had an inner kvetcher, <laughs> and and it 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 just arose spontaneously, and I was able in the movement to just express it, right? Because that's part of the process, and it, of course, it allowed it to dissipate. So one, I wasn't aware how strong it was; like I was just inner complaining about everything right especially how people behave and me and you know it just was like this and and as I reflect on it you know I have two people I dearly love who one's a complainer and the other one was controlling and so, you know, rubs up against everything all the time. I dearly love these people, they have wonderful qualities but I had been with each of them for quite some time and it was like this, one, I was mad at, like after I leave, I feel poisoned, right? And I think even while I'm with them, you know, I'm enjoying them, but I'm also like, why are you doing this? You don't have to do this. You're suffering. <laughs> you're, you have all this wonderful life and you're, you're, you're suffering, you know, it's so unnecessary. And then I get infected by it or my inner kvetchum gets gets amplified <laughs> and I don't right. go around being a saint and happy with life all the time, but it, it's like, so then I, I, I can't express that anger towards them or really to anybody I don't feel like it's appropriate but it's just like so how do I my question is I mean partly just seeing this the the projection and you know that I need yeah to- this
0: is what I was speaking about was like you know so there's the thing that's outside the person what they're doing and then there's the relationship you know so some of what you, you described is like why are you doing this you know you are suffering some of that is compassion and and so noticing that side of it you know that some of it is compassion but there is some piece of it is like uh, you know the the piece of it is and I have to sit here with this you know like (laughs) I am subjected to this (laughs) you know so so that piece is where the inner kind of reactivity is it's, it's it's so that you know it's not pure compassion gee if you were if you were you would be happier it's like and right. i'd be happier too you know so so well,
1: I, I think i'm okay while i'm with them but it's afterwards that i get you know i well my guess po- my
0: guess is there might be a little bit happening while you're with more them there too.
1: to recognize yeah. that more yeah. while i'm there
0: I mean, I, I think just kind of curious. Not, I wouldn't like try to turn to it because that would kind of create a, a an odd dynamic. You know, you you want to try to be with the person you're with, but maybe a little bit of curiosity. You know, maybe just you. It might not be as strong because you're also in the presence of the good qualities too. But maybe just those little, oh yeah, that you know, and and then you're you're noticing the good qualities, and then oh yeah. yeah. And then, so you know, just noticing those little, those little bits in there. Yeah. Um, that's really kind of noticing the arising, you know, noticing how it's beginning. Okay. And then probably what happens afterwards is reviewing, and for some reason your mind tends to review perhaps the uh, those those qualities that you don't appreciate more that it than it reviews the qualities that you do appreciate <laughs> and then it would amplify. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: And so noticing that those tendencies, you know, wh- you know, when you notice it afterwards, how is it that you notice it afterwards? When does it come to being that you notice it afterwards? Has it already been going on for a while when you've noticed it afterwards? Or are you noticing it right at the beginning? you know i've seen in my own experience when i notice something right at the beginning there's more capacity there's more i mean we can't we can't tell ourselves notice it right at the beginning mm. but you know that kind of curiosity okay i'm going to go see this friend so and i know this happen, ha, this pattern happens so let's see you know maybe there'll be maybe there'll be more ab- ability to notice when it happens what happens afterwards you know what goes on there so just a kind of curiosity around this pattern might then create more capacity to notice and what i've seen is when i see and when i happen to be there when i happen to be present when something arises just at the moment it arises there's a lot more um information in that moment about what the mind is actually hooking to so it's 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 very interesting when we can see that, and we can't always, you know, we can't always see that, but, but it's just, it's so interesting, because there's, there's like something, as that begins to arise, it's like, the thing, the, 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 the the deeper belief is, is often there, you know, that, that, and that gets obscured, that deeper belief that's underlying the entire, like, propulsion into the hindrance gets obscured, because of the, you know, the way we get hooked to it, and the thoughts that we get hooked to, so we, we don't quite see that that subtler thing that's kind of launching the whole pattern in the first place. Mm. So I would just I would say you know this sounds like a great opportunity. <laughs> you know you see these friends you love these friends mm-hmm. and so it's not like you're you're subjecting yourself to anything too torturous. You know? yeah. <laughs> but the curiosity of what happens you know what what happens when does the mind do that?
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah, genie. Thank you. Um, I'm very curious about something that you'd said about
0: uh, the hindrance just passing away. That that you didn't do it. I'm trying to wrap my head around that, and um. So, I mean, is it that? Could could we say that you've trained you've trained your mind in that way in that direction? What I would say is that um, um, definitely it's trained in the direction, but it's not so much trained to the letting go. It's trained to the understanding. It's begun. It's begun to understand that in this case, you know, the the example I talked about with the wanting, there was the seeing of the wanting, the experience of the suffering of the wanting. So the mind understood that wanting was painful. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, there was the seeing of the letting go, you know, the mind moved in the direction of, you know, the the, the person disappeared into the building. And with the absence of that stimulus, you know, that there was no longer any direction for the mindfulness, you know, I mean, no, no more direction for the, for the wanting. And so the wanting just kind of let go. And I saw that it wasn't me that let that wanting go. It just happened.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and so the, and, and another, another situation, um, maybe a little easier to, to talk about, um, um, around anger i talk about this one a lot this this situation um so i had been looking at anger as a as a phenomenon and really getting how painful it was you know so seeing it so that that's a learning you know that there's a learning that happens there that's wisdom that's growing you know when we see anger is suffering um and so then at one point i saw um Kind of this is kind of seeing the non-arising in a way. I saw the mind picking up or starting to pick up a thought about a person that I was, I saw the arising of a thought in my mind about a person that I was angry with based on the conditions of what I was doing. So I saw the the person, the thought of the person arise in my mind. And that person I I was had been very angry with for months. And um there was a tendency what i saw in that moment was the tendency to jump on that thought and think more thoughts to get angry so i saw kind of the movement towards oh yeah let's gather the energy to get angry at that person so i felt that it's almost like a a kind of a gathering storm i felt that just starting and there was the seeing of that as well there was enough continuity that the the kind of the mindfulness saw that gathering and the, that seeing that gathering, you know, the, the, um, the wisdom, my, my understanding was that the wisdom said, oh, yeah, that's going to hurt. That's going to be painful if we go through with that. And so that's, that's, not, that's not the direction to well-being. So the, the mind, the, the wisdom understood this is not the direction to well-being and the, the, the anger never arose. There was that gathering, that movement towards, and it was like the wisdom said, oh yeah, that's going to be bad news. And it just stopped. I didn't make it stop. I mean, the, the, the experience was it let go of itself. And my understanding is it let go of itself because the mind understood that way lies suffering. So that's the training, actually, when it, you know, have I trained my mind in the direction? It's not that I've trained my mind to let go of anger. It's that I've trained the mind to understand that anger is suffering. And when the mind sees it, and definitely, you know, anger still arises, but when the mind sees it moving in that direction, it doesn't tend to go there. It can get there if I'm not aware. <laughs> you know, if I'm not present in the, in the moments of construction, it can go there. But when there is that mindfulness, the, um, the uh, understanding of that way lies suffering, that releases, that's what releases the, the hindrance it's it's really the learning i think that mm-hmm. allows for the releasing